Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome. How's everybody doing tonight? Hello there, Gary Spikes, Val, Gene Hudson. Hello there, everybody. On a Friday evening, Tammy Johnson. Hello there, Barb. Barb, I see your creatures are in another state. Your little, uh, whatever you call them, off Star Wars. So, welcome, Val. So, hello there, Christopher. How are you hello. doing? Hello. Doing okay? Fantastic. Welcome, everybody. So, tonight, we're talking about Heidi Planch. Planch? Plank? Plank. Plank. And my red-hot candy stuck. Hello, Anna D. Welcome. Part two. So, very interesting case. Very sad case. Uh, I actually did a media poll. And still nothing, no uh, new information, like information still out there. But we'll, we'll cover some of that stuff as we go on. Uh, Lala is underneath the weather right now, so she will not attend tonight. And Bob, I have, don't ask. I have no, I have no idea. Welcome, Lorna and Kathy A. Round of applause for you guys. Nice to have you. So, uh, Roger Blair, nice to have you, too. Uh, so, uh, Christopher, since you're on the screen, we'll have you go first. All right. So, what I got for this case, of course, I did one more. Oh, well, so, I have to say this, just to make sure we're all on the same page. It's for entertainment purposes only. All parties are innocent to prove guilty in a court of law. There we go. Go ahead, Christopher. All right, so I did multiple pages of remote viewing plus psychic work and channeling for this case, and I was able to come up with a lot of information. Um, I think some viewers might be surprised, and some might be might say, "Yeah, they believe that." You know, we'll see what I got here. All right. Um, it was a very, uh, very tough case. In fact, during part of the case, I felt like I was having a heart attack because I was able to channel in on what she was going through and feeling. Um, oh, wow. <clears throat> so we'll begin here. Um, Heidi was a very a kind person. She was kind, very considerate. Um, she loved animals, especially dogs. She had a very fond a liking for dogs. Um, of course, she was one of those people that could see an animal on the street, and uh, she would just just want to reach down and pet it. She was that that kind of a, a person. Um, she had a little bit of a disorder, kind of like she was always wanting to be, uh, I want to say not the word proper, but more like accurate each time when she would do her work or any kind of work. Um, she worried a lot. Always trying to be perfect. Um, she has she had a boy, and uh, she also likes sports. Goes to her son's baseball games quite a bit, and got a kick out of watching him play ball and watching all the kids play. Um, she loved traveling with the dog. She took her dog a lot to ball games, and even even just to, even just the store, she'd take her dog for a ride. Um, she took medicine. I couldn't figure out what kind of medicine it was, but I, I believe it was kind of like medicine to keep you uh, happy or upbeat. Um, I got the feeling like maybe she took a few other things, but I, I couldn't pinpoint on what those exact uh, pills or medicine was. Um, she keeps a lot of her, she keeps some stuff private from others. She, there were certain things about her life that she that she would have problems with, or she would worry about, but she wouldn't tell anybody. She would keep it uh, very um, private, like she would hold it in, and not not say nothing. But that that would make her worry a lot. Um, let's see. She had friends that did. Um, I want to say like cigarettes and different types of, of med medicines, drugs, I guess you could say. Um, and she would occasionally go to where her friends were. She would get some of that stuff. Um, 
she kept it quiet. She didn't tell anybody really what she was going after, but it made her feel good. It gave her that, that feeling because she would worry so much, and then she'd go and take her, uh, get her stuff occasionally, and then she'd come back home, and she'd be extra happy, happy because she had her um, feeling that she was looking for. Um, she smiled a lot, even if she wasn't happy, and she kept a lot of her emotions uh, bottled up inside. Heidi felt like, she, like, I got the feeling that Heidi felt like she needed to um, um, take time off a lot and, and be by herself. She'd like go to her room and she would sit privately or she would, she would sit and contemplate on stuff uh, quite a bit. And, and during the time of Heidi's, the day that Heidi came up missing, she, she was promised uh, to stop by this office and, and, and get some more stuff. I think they had something maybe special for her that day extra good stuff but um problem was that some of that stuff was uh she, i think she, i think she paid for the stuff i think she would like she would give out a little money and then she'd get some of the stuff in return but that stuff that she took that day didn't quite set well with her system it was I almost want to use the term laced with something but it, it wasn't laced properly it was over laced and it cost her to have like like a uh, like a reaction very bad reaction and, and they didn't touch her. They left her laying there for a few minutes, seeing what was going to happen to her. When they realized that, she, okay, she isn't coming through to this, they took her uh, body and they wrapped it up. And I kept seeing something black, like something they put her in, in like a black device. And they took her somewhere. And when they realized, okay, we can't keep her there, they took the body. And I, what, what I was picking up was I saw a field. <clears throat> it, it was a big... I don't say a huge field, but it was, it was like a field that nobody walked in, and they and they took and they buried the body somewhere in a field, and it was in within the uh, vicinity, within the uh, area somewhere, and, and they and they did it, but they did it at the time when they knew nobody was going to be around. They had it. They, they immediately started conjuring up a plan. So I'm seeing her in, in a field somewhere, and then nobody was around, so they just hurried up and got it over with, and then they all kept quiet and went on with their with their uh, with their day. And let's see. And and I got I got the word field very strongly. It was almost like it was like being told field field. But if I could when she had the uh, like the reaction to the medication, I felt that very heavy. That made me feel like I was going to have a heart attack. It, it was hitting me really strong. I was seeing everybody around just staring like they didn't they didn't they they didn't, almost didn't care. They were in shock. But that's that's that was my uh take on all this and like i say i think she's in a field somewhere i almost certain of it interesting all right stand by next up kelly joe hello kelly joe how are you doing hello i'm okay wonderful I, first thing that i got is i felt like i was falling sense of falling um and then my head does didn't feel connected to my body and i heard all over and then she's still stuck in the dust state she hasn't crossed over yet because it was a shock and surprise and uh, she's only like two miles away from where she was her interesting body, that's what i'm seeing but shock and surprise and she's she feels like she's lost oh how sad how sad okay so that's what i got on her all right, thank you. Stand by. And next up, the one and only in ball. Come on down there. Hello there. Welcome. Hi. Give you a round Christine. of applause, stranger. How you doing? 
Yeah, good. <laughs> it worked out so strange that I missed so many in a row, um, I think since last year. Yes, yes. I'm glad to see you back. Is all is well with you? Thank you. All is well. Thank you. Everybody's fine. Everybody's happy. I've had a very, very psychic evening. I had like um, three big readings in a row, one one with a girl oh, wow. in the US. So I feel like I'm sort of really, really switched on. I hope I didn't use up all of it. Um, nah, not so, you. <laughs> thank you. So um, as you know, I normally work privately with people and it's really just on your show that I have the opportunity to um, to deal with such an interesting topic, sink, sink my teeth into um, something so unusual. So um, I haven't checked out the picture before as I never do. So I'm just going to switch my sure. screen off to um, seeing the photo and then I'll talk as as I'm reading. Yes, so absolutely. I hope you. I hope I'm still visible to you. Yeah. I'm looking at the photo and I'm shuffling my tarot cards to see what I can feel around this person. Now, first of all, before even looking at the cards, I feel like there's been some kind of surveillance around her because I feel like somebody was always keeping an eye. So I don't know if there's been surveillance technology on her, but she certainly not had the joy of being on her own. And that means that if there was a crime, it was targeted, not something random, not something that was um, not something that could have just been anybody. That was something that was specifically um, about her. So in the tarot cards, I'm seeing um, an admirer. And when I say an admirer, I mean more like in the uh, lines of perhaps a pervert. And I'm seeing that she was quite a creative personality and as such was happy to um, communicate with people that were different ages, different uh, mental abilities and was very accepting, um, very good listener. And that can that can turn a person into being quite a quite a magnet yes. for um, for people who are otherwise unstable. And her um, accepting of a person who was, you know, not not completely um, in the reality um, was interpreted by somebody as an invitation to be close friends and maybe more. And I feel like there was a person who had his eye on her romantically and I feel like she was um, she was sort of keeping it at bay that she wasn't interested in getting closer. And so she was happy with a friendship, happy, you know, accepting of a friendship. Um, and I feel like that's kind of at the root 
at the heart of what we're looking at. So let's look at the actual crime of what's coming up. Right, it's looking like it's um, like it was supposed to be a small crime and it ended up being um, more of a big deal. It's showing me that in the beginning, it was um, something in the field of trespassing or um, stalking, still, you know, very serious crimes, but not anything that was intended to cause harm to, you know, to a person's physical being. Um, and I feel like when she was unhappy with this trespassing or following or whatever it was, that it escalated very rapidly. And I'm actually seeing fire. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm seeing flames. I'm seeing destruction. And then I'm just seeing a lot of dust. Um, let's see whether there's any extra people because I kept seeing it as just kind of one person so I I see the crime itself as being one person but I feel like there are two people in the know who covered up for yeah. that person I'm seeing just one person um male um a little older than her um who uh, who harmed her, but I feel like then there is a couple, uh, a man and a woman, who either covered for him or hid things to benefit him or washed things for him. There's some kind of cover-up um, by two people who are respectable, maybe his parents, maybe um, maybe a couple that are known to him and thought that, that it would be harmless to cover for him. Um, let's see what we can find, you know, nowadays, what we can find and where we can find it. Awesome. Right. I feel like there is still something to discover. I'm seeing her kept initially um, either as a prisoner or as a um, hostage trophy, something like that. Um, and I feel like she is indoors inside a house, so not hidden anywhere like in nature. I'm seeing her indoors, possibly inside um a cupboard, possibly, God forbid, inside a, a fridge. I'm sorry if that's a little bit graphic. Um, and I feel like it's the address that will be hard to locate because I feel like the, the criminal, the person who um, would be responsible is either of no, not of no known address or somebody who had moved between houses. So I feel like she is indoors, inside um, an, an appliance, but I feel like the actual address is not an obvious one. I'm seeing it somewhere 
warm, so either south or um, close to a seaside resort. And um, I'm seeing it, I don't know if that would be at all helpful, but I'm seeing it as like a town or a resort where newlyweds go to or where a lot of weddings happen. So, so yeah, that's all I've got about this one. What an interesting oh, thing. Very interesting. Very. Thank very. you. Yes, thank you. I'll be right back with you. Next up, Angela, come on down. Hello. Hello Hi. there. How are you doing? Doing good. All so, right, so what did, did you come up with? Well, I did get a few impressions here. The first thing I got was her personality is very positive and cheerful in spite of anything going around around her you wouldn't suspect anything wrong because she has this um compassionate cheerful countenance she wants to lift people up uh, i got that a lot of travel the first thing i got was like a lot of travel and there was a travel with a man that she knew well uh, she did regular trips with that she met and she did regular journeys with him regular traveling went out with him a lot she felt safe with him she felt like it was a new start she felt all this uh, joy he did have a submerged personality this person that she was with um, that was uh, violent at times and with a bit of a temper but she kind of um, disregarded that because he was so sweet otherwise and I got that she kept seeing him and out of the blue, it was something like out of the blue, like she, she was with him on a trip and she tried to run from him. I got like he was, he caught her, like she was trying to get away and he caught her and was holding her. Um, I got very painful uh, feeling in my head. I just feel three, like three distinct successive blows to my head like I'm being hit. Um, I just felt tremendous pain in my head. And that's all I'm getting. I did try to use um, a Paravox and see what any of what would come through there. And I got, and somebody said bat. Now, I don't know if that's related or not, but somebody said bat. Okay. And Interesting. That, 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 that the male, that there was a male connected to this bat that was used. All right. So, uh, Kat uh, from Australia uh, was not able to make the show, ladies and gentlemen. However, she did send in a report, and she is hitting on some great details along with others, and also what some stuff we're going to cover uh, when we do the rehash in a second. Uh, next up uh, is Melinda. Uh, she sent in a video because uh, she is not able to uh, attend. So, uh, Stand by while I hit a couple of buttons and uh, in action. Hi, everybody. Hope everyone's doing okay. So um, basically, um, I'm working on the case that Grizz sent. Uh, he gave us a, a picture. Uh, that's the only thing we got. Uh, let me see if I have that up here so I can share it. Okay. So this is the picture that uh, that Grizz gave us and uh, told us that um, it was a missing persons. Um, so that's that's what we got. Okay, so um, 
So the actions I took to work on this case is I performed intuitive evidential mediumship to determine, you know, the locations uh, of the person, of a maybe possible person of interest, um, you know, anything with vehicle dousing. I, I use dousing uh, also. So the first impressions I got, the images I got was that she was deceased. I smelt, uh, it was a very overpowering smell. Uh, it's, it was almost like a garbage dump site or because um, I smelt a lot of garbage. Um, I was also shown that this person um, was in some kind of container. Um, I was shown that there was a fight or an argument. Um, uh oh, did I hit a button? Oh, stand by, ladies and gentlemen. I think I'm frozen. I think I opened up too many windows. That's what I get for trying to work in the background. Stand by. Open these windows out. Uh, see if that helps. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. It should kick in now. Possible uh, sexual assault. Um, but I'm not 100% on that. I felt like it was a 50-50 on that. Because certain things were showing me yes and other things were showing me no. Um, so I'll leave that where it is. So I did do some dousing because uh, I always want to know what state. Uh, so, of course, I asked, you know, I went, I go through the alphabet and I start with A. And um, when I got to the letter C, I got a strong hit. Uh, so then, I, of course, look at the states that start with a C, uh, which is California, Colorado and Connecticut. Uh, I doused all three states, and the strongest hit that I got was in California, so that's what I went with. Uh, then I doused in both states, and I'll show you the map. Give me just a second. I got like three different maps here. Okay, this is the first one where I'll show you guys how I do this. So here is the, the map that I, uh, where I doused it. And as you see, I doused the whole entire United States. Uh, but then when I start getting strong hits in certain areas, then I'll start focusing on that state. And I got a very strong hit in California. Okay, then the next map. Let's see here. Okay, so the next one, that I gotta move it so I can share it. Okay. And I'm going ahead and showing you the maps. Um, so hopefully it'll make a little bit more sense. So as you see inside of this red box, this is where, cause I doused the whole state. And when I got down to this area dousing, um, then I was like, okay, uh, it's, with my, when I'm doing dousing, when my pendulum starts circling, then that means this is the area. So this is the area that I got um, that 
her where, where it occurred. I'll put it that way. Where where the uh, whatever happened occurred, and I say that because uh, I, I know I feel like I know what happened um, because of the things I was getting and things I was being shown. But um, there again, you know, we're never a hundred percent. And then this is the third one that I done. And it's basically of the same area, but maybe zoned in a little bit further uh, than the last one. So this area is very prominent for some reason. And I feel like this is where this occurred um, and that kind of thing, where, where she went missing from, where whatever, you know, what happened to her occurred, everything. So that, that's what I got with that. Okay, so so the motive, um, the motive for this crime incident happened I, because I heard arguing, but I was also shown wrong place at the wrong time. I feel like she saw something that she wasn't supposed to. Uh, and I say that because I kept hearing covering of the eyes. You know, I was showing covering of the eyes. So that means to me um, that she saw something she shouldn't have possibly heard it too. So the persons of interest, I feel that there's four, but I feel stronger that there's five that are involved. Um, I don't feel that she knew them. Um, I, I feel like this is someone, these people, like I said, wrong place, wrong time. She overheard some information, things that were going on. And so they done what they did. Um, and then I didn't show you the maps. I do feel that um, possible because I was shown different things, but I feel like uh, strangulation was involved and possibly a knife and a gun. Now the perp, or I'll say the person of interest, I feel like there was three vehicles because I asked to be shown the vehicles. One, I got a truck, a van, and a car. So the truck and the car was dark in color, possibly black, blue, or maroon. I just know it was dark. The van is white. I did get some tag numbers and letters, but it's it didn't show me if it was for the truck or the car or the van. But the numbers I got was 7351, and the letters was X as in X-ray, C as in cat, R as in Robert, S as in Sam, T as in Tango, and V as in Victor. Okay. So, of course, I do the criminal profiling to a certain degree. And like I said, I feel like there is at least five people involved. I feel that um, it, this is possibly connected to money laundering or, uh, like I said, money laundering, possibly drugs, um, because I kept hearing that. And I got this four males and one female. And I do feel that the neighbors are somewhere in the area. They heard something but they refused to speak about it because of possible threats. Um, I do feel that they have done this kind of thing before. Um, so it, it's not, it's nothing to them to do this. Okay. So, so the, my summary is I do feel there was, like I said, um, when I say robbery, I mean, at one point I was shown maybe something was missing off of her. Um, but also I heard that she overheard something or seen something. 
Um, and then there was some kind of confrontation uh, and something occurred. I feel that in the area she went missing. I feel that um, there was some kind of evidence there. And I, I do feel that um, when I asked, uh, I asked her, did it happen at home? And she said, no. And then I asked to be shown and I was shown a very tall building. It was like gray looking, um, possibly silver, but I'm, that color. I was shown two words also, and I don't know what they mean. I was shown flower and hope. Um, then she shows me a dog. Um, and I do feel it was her dog because it was like she was so connected to it. It was medium sized, white, but with some black in it. And it it was like a wavy or shaggy looking dog. Uh, and then she shows me the number seven. Have no clue what any of that would mean. Um, then she showed me the number 29. I feel whatever happened inside of this building, because I, I do feel it was a building. Um, I feel she was removed from that inside of a, I hope it's okay to say this, inside of a, a, a suitcase or a bag of some kind, uh, maybe a box, but something to that nature. Uh, and I kept seeing a child, possibly between the age of nine and 11. And I feel sh that this was her child because it was like connected to her very strongly. Um, I, I did ask, was there evidence left at the scene? And I got a very strong yes. And uh, again, I feel that the recovery of her is going to be very hard because it was taken out of the area. Uh, but also that when I asked again about where, where is, where are you located? I, I kept getting this strong smell and it felt like maybe a landfill or somewhere where garbage is. So um, it, it's very hard when we work these cases. Uh, I felt such a strong connection. Um, but I do want to show the, the five um, persons of interest. And these are in no significant order at all, okay? I'm just going to show one at a time. And then, um, and it was a little bit hard because um, some of them looked older than what I could get. And some of them look a little bit younger. So this is the first one. I do feel he is sort of older than this, the older looking, but the rest of him would look the same. Okay. Now let me pull up the next one. Now this is the female. Okay, and um, I feel her hair may be a little bit darker by now. Uh, this is what she looked like whenever this occurred. Um, but I do feel her hair is a little bit darker now. Okay, the next one. So that's the third person of interest. 
Okay. Here comes the fourth one. Now he is older, I feel a little bit stockier, um, but uh, he's the oldest in the group. Okay, and the last one. And that is the, let's see, the youngest probably. Um, but anyway, guys, that's what I got. Um, like I said, it's very going to be very hard to find her. Um, and to the family, I would like to say I'm sorry, my condolences. And um, but yeah, that's everything I got, Grizz. And thanks, guys. And again, I miss not being live with you, but unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about it. All right, guys. Until next time, many many blessings. All right. So let's go back to the facts of the case. So uh, let me bring up this article from Los Angeles Times. So this is nearly two years. Heidi has disappeared. Her friends and family, including her 13-year-old son, still have no answers to what happened to the 30-year-old mother named Heidi. So we have surveillance video showing her going into downtown L.A., apartment building interesting but there's no video showing her ever leaving that building that apartment building at all so as we discuss on part one not all exits are probably covered by security cameras because we don't have the blueprint of it but however a search for her body in Castic landfill yielded no answers. So, and that was a question that we had proposed. Why are they looking at landfill? Uh, we're kind of nowhere because they haven't found anything, says Jim Wayne. Not Jim Wayne back in the old days, but that's Heidi's ex-husband. I'm just hopeful that if somebody saw something, they would come forward and say, I know who did it. Now, in an effort to encourage maybe possible witnesses to come forward, as well as to try to keep Heidi's case in the public eye, her friends have posted her picture on billboards across Los Angeles. They say maybe they'll trigger somebody's guilty conscience, said Daniel Nodling, a friend of Heidi's. Maybe she is dead, but where is the body? Or who had the ability to hide her, you know, referring to her body so well that most elite detectives in Los Angeles can't find her. Missing mom, the billboards read in large red letters along with pictures of Heidi. The messages are set to remain on the billboards through the month through October, drawing the attentions of thousands of drivers and pedestrians along busy streets near the intersections of Venice Boulevard and Oliver Street. Other streets as well, Hill Street, 12th Street, South Broadway, west, westbound side of the 10th Freeway near San Pedro Street, 
and other locations as well. At the end of the day, when a mother gets thrown out like trash and discarded like that, it makes a lot of people really upset. And it, and I quote, it says in the article, it pisses a lot of people off. Said a friend of Heidi's who's helping arrange for the advertisements, but does not want to be identified to protect her privacy in this news article, it states as well. Heidi was reported missing by her ex-husband, who called police three days after she fell to pick up their son from school. Heidi was last seen on October 7th, 2021, when, according to her ex-husband, Wayne, she left in the middle of their son's football game after she looked a little antsy. Now, don't forget, this is coming from Wayne, her ex-husband. He also states, I just remember saying, I have to go. I have to leave. He kept saying this over and over. Police would later find that Heidi, at one point, made her way to a luxury an apartment in downtown L.A. where she was last seen walking her dog. The problem is she did not live there on South Hope Street. That's what's really strange. So what was she doing down there? What's also strange is Heidi's dog was found inside the apartment building, police said. And we're talking about the forensic evidence found inside the building that led detectives to believe an incident occurred resulting in Heidi's death. But, ladies and gentlemen, as I go through the case and look for this forensic evidence, what is it? Because it's never disclosed. So what made them think that she was attacked, if she was? What forensic evidence made them go to look in the nearby landfill, which did happen? But what happened to Heidi inside the building? And why did the surveillance footage of the building show her going into the building, but not out? It is unknown at this time. In November, the investigation and Heidi's disappearance led investigators to a landfill. Remember, now these police detectives and agencies used heavy machinery because witnesses says they could be seeing digging throughout the area but to no avail, they could not find any remains. LAPD officials said Heidi's case, which is being handled by the department's robbery homicide division, is still open and actively being worked. Her ex-husband Wayne said October is a difficult time for him and their son, who are still grappling with the lack of answers. He tells news reporters sometimes the two stay up at night and remember Heidi and try to encourage each other that, you know what, there will be answers at some point. He also states this is not an easy endeavor, he says. It's a rough time of the year for the little guy because it just brings all this stuff up. Heidi's friend who helped arrange the billboard said the hope that the advertisements would serve as a reminder to anyone involved in Heidi's disappearance. That even as time goes by, the pressure to find answers won't stop. It's not going away, she said. It's been two years, and it's only going to get louder and louder. Now, ladies and gentlemen, on part one, 
one thing that was disclosed that they found her cell phone, laptop, and all of her electronics and all of the GPS tracking was turned off on those devices that was left behind so they could not monitor movement. So that's very interesting. Now, she has been noticed, and we talked about this on the first show, going to certain parties that were maybe we shouldn't discuss on this show because of the contents. Hey, everybody has their secrets behind closed doors. I think some people brought it up on their findings. Does that make a bad person? Absolutely not. But does that contribute to what may have happened? It could. But there is no direct evidence, and they're not forthcoming on what actually happened. So at this time, Heidi is still an open case. What are your thoughts before we ramp up? Let me unblock you all. I had somebody was, I got some reverb, so I had to block some of the mics. So there we go. Now I can hear you all talk. Sorry about that. So what do y'all think now? We'll start with Inball. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that the um, alternative parties have come up. <clears throat> but to be honest, I can't get out of my head um, that garbage came up for Monica and the landfill, the repeated search in the landfill. Um was a feature of the actual story. I think that's a real interesting connection because she mentioned a few times that she could physically smell it. So the apartment numbers were mentioned in, in part one. Right. Uh, but it's very interesting because, you know, the devices, her cell phone, laptop, uh, her car GPS, all that stuff was turned off. Uh, there was some speculation about some uh, business transactions. Uh, the IRS got involved. Uh, there's also been some allegations about some questionable uh, large sums of money that were being investigated by other agencies, including the IRS. Once again, it, did she uncover something and she found out? Uh, we don't know because nobody's coming forward. No, and it's really interesting because um, when I looked at it, I could see that it was like a small crime that then kind of um, snowballed into a big crime and that it had to do with how Heidi could accept people uh, from all ages, from all different mental capacities. So the, so the small crime might have been what she was trying to cover up by, um, by covering the GPS coordinates and the the way that it snowballed is, you know, is why she's missing. Could be. Angela, Kelly, Joe, anybody else like to add anything? Sure. Chris, go ahead. I think that possibly what could have happened was the reason that she was not seen exiting is because of the, of the large black item or bag or suitcase that she was put in. I don't know exactly what her exact size is, but if she's small enough to get crumbled up inside there and then escorted out or walked out just on a casual, mm -hmm. like nothing's going on basis. And then the field, maybe the reason they can't find the body is because it is possible that she is buried in a certain section of, of the landfill or field that they knew nobody would inspect, or maybe they were assumed, maybe, maybe it's down far enough that they can't, they can't get a, an exact a spot. 
It's very interesting. Angela, anything you like to add or Kelly Joe? No, the thing I was thinking, I also wrote down, had written down argument, and then I kept seeing flat land and woods, and I kept seeing redwoods. I'm like, why am I seeing redwoods? Now I know it's California. That's why I was seeing redwoods. That's where you go off right. for redwoods. But I, I really am honing in on this guy. I felt like, I really feel like this man is the key, like this boyfriend that she was seeing who was just taking her places, treating her very, very nice and made her feel good, made her feel secure. And, but it had this dual aspect of him where he was also very dark, very violent um, and very prone to violence. There were and, some questionable relationships, but yeah. however, we don't know the, the true facts behind them, unfortunately, but what do you think, Kelly Joe? I saw you talking. Yeah, I said she was just so shocked that this happened to her. And I don't know what the falling was. I don't know if she was thrown down something or what. But And then my head wasn't connected to my body anymore. Mm. So I don't know what that was either. Interesting. Well, thank you all so much. And Envo, nice to see you back. Great to see everybody. Yeah, Sorry. coast to coast, around nice the world. Everybody have a good night. We'll see you on the next show at uh, 9 o'clock, right, Chris? Yep. Okay, I just want to make sure I was right. Good night, everybody. Thank you.